Marie Marvia? Mara Villa. Mara Villa. Mara Villa. Not a via. Okay, there's like a D in there. No. They're like not really. T- oh yeah. The R like when, when you roll the R, it kind of sounds like a D. Mara. Mara. Yeah. Mara. Okay. Mara via. Yeah. If you say it like a D, like a soft D, then that's good. Okay. Okay. Mara Nicoco. Mara via. Mara via. There you go. Perfect. Mara via. Yes. Just gonna throw a D in there. <laughs> It'll be great. It'll be great. As soon as we let her on, I'm going to be like, (laughs) yo, Marie, just, you know, you're on a first name basis. Keep it chill. Keep it cash. Hey, book club besties, and welcome to Battle of the Tropes. Me and Kelsey came up with Battle of the Tropes as a way for our listeners to both support us and become part of the podcast process. So Battle of the Tropes, with each dollar you donate, counts as one vote. And whichever trope has the most votes by the end of the month will be the winner. And we'll be recording an episode on that winning topic the following month. Right now, we are between vampires and stalker romance. So be sure to check out the link below or just go to battleofthetropes.com. And we so appreciate your support. I have a mic that was also like $40 from Amazon. And then I got a new computer and the like, yes, the thingy doesn't thing. Yeah, because the thingy doesn't thing. thing. Tech is constantly making unnecessary changes. Like, what do we, USB ports, why do we have to change that to whatever the new one's called? A USC, I don't even know what the name of it is or what the purpose of it is. Like, yeah. why did we change the shape? I've, yeah. So I have like, the, I have to have like this adapter thing too. Cause it, anyway, I'm obviously not a woman in tech, so I can't give you <laughs> the answers. I can only kind of have an adapter, guys. Exactly. <laughs> And I'm over here calling it a thingy in the thing. So I think it's accurate with writing. There you go. I'm embarrassed to inform people that I like write books after I have something (laughs) very easy to spell misspelled. I sympathized with your acknowledgement talking about the commas and your editor. Because I swear to God, like me and commas, we don't get along at all. No. I just like, I asked Beth, I was like, is it easier if I just don't put any? And then you could just put them where they need to go. Like, what's, what's the best way? <laughs> Obviously, we could talk forever, but let's go over the quick basics. Okay. Um, we're going to do like a quick fake hello. Obviously, we're already all on here. And then we'll do weekly hots, which I don't know if you've had a chance to listen to the episodes. But I they're have. like, they're okay. one of my favorite parts of your guys' episodes. They crack me up. And then I figure we could talk about skeletons a little bit. First of all, how dare you put that plot twist? Second of all, we'll have to do like a spoiler. We will <laughs> at the end because it's it's quite a twist. I know so many times people will send me like DMs like while they're reading. And I always have to be like, OK, where where are you currently in the book? Because that's going to like vastly change how I answer. Hello and welcome to the HEA Book Club. I'm Summer O'Toole. I'm a romance author. And with me is my new temporary co-host, Val from Val Reed. She is stepping in for Kelsey, who is sick this week. And then we have Marie Maravilla. Maravilla. Yeah. Maravilla. 
seatbelt. I told you this was going to happen. All good. There's we were like practicing rolling her R's before we got up. We were rolling the R's. And it was good. <laughs> There's like a few different ways. You can go Maravilla if you're wanting to go like, I'm real going authentic. Maravilla also happens occasionally. And then Maravilla as well. There's like, you know, levels. There's different levels. All are fine. You could also just go with Marie. That's cool too. It is a pen name, FYI. So if I don't respond, just like, you know, yell louder. For anybody who ever sees me, if you yell like Marie and I don't turn around it's probably because it's like not registering in my I head which fun fact yes I I'll just okay. yell out Ryan and Gunner and see if you answer no, just, there we go <laughs> then I'll know then I'll be like oh wait nobody in my real life except for my husband and my best friend since third grade nobody knows I wrote a book I know and I didn't know if I wanted people to which is the reason I went with a pen name yeah because I was like do I want that out there and then it did like way better than I thought it was going to. And there's also a video on TikTok about me talking about a spit kink, which has like 60,000 views. So, you know, anonymity kind of went out the window. And your face is in that video. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. That's, yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> oh, so much for the pen name. I am going to need to know how you did that because. I just changed my last name and that whole idea was like, oh, you know, like I, you know, will be selective about who I tell I'm writing a spicy book. Granted, my first one seems like, I don't know, it seems like nursery rhyme book now compared to the one I just wrote. Anywho, so I made the mistake of anytime somebody was like, hey, like, what's up? How's it going? I'm like, I'm writing a book. <laughs> and then, you know, they remember that and they follow up and you're just like. Perfect. Also, how did you do that? Like, how is that physically possible to not just? So I think biggest thing was that one, I work with my mom and I wasn't going to tell my mom. So that like a large majority of my day when I'm like at work, it's with her. So that like kind of cut out like coworkers because like, oh, don't really want to share with you what I was writing. Love her. My mom is like a traditional Mexican woman. Good Lord. If she heard and read, no, mm -mm. nope. It's just better for everybody as a whole. It's totally not to remain like, maybe I'll write like a YA book and then I'll tell her about that one. So then I can talk about writing stuff and she'll just think like, oh, you wrote like a really cute little YA book. But the mm -mm, no way. And I told my husband, who he's the other one who knows about it. And then I told my best friend. And then I made a whole bunch of friends on like book talk and Instagram. So they're the ones that I like talk to about all of this. So it kind of like, you know, like balanced mm -hmm. out and worked out well. I do have a problem though, like going into like the weekly hots. I have forgot that like people in real life, like don't just like talk about like kinks like just the <laughs> conversation like you don't just bring it up like for casual just yeah exactly yep and so I have all like my book friends that I can just talk about those things with and you don't have to filter anything you just like here we go let me lay this out like I'd like to get railed by somebody wearing a screen mask nobody blinks an eye they're like cool that's awesome but you don't just get to like have that conversation <laughs> with like any anybody else that you're like 
hey, we don't know each other, but let me tell you about this thing I found really hot. <laughs> Doesn't happen. I but love it. Talk people. You can. Happens all the time. You get in like a stranger's DM on IG because you saw what? them post and you're like, hey, is there, you know, whatever in there? And they're like, yeah. And you just, you just start talking about it. And you're like, I yeah. don't know you, but we just talked about DP. So fantastic. Yeah. This is just yeah great let's be friends <laughs> so that's how that all happened and it's been all wonderful it's been wonderful I loved it I don't even feel like I need to tell people in my real life because that's the other problem is I'm like this whole conversation is gonna lead to like you're you're just not ready for it you're not ready for the things that I would want to say when it comes <laughs> to my book so there we go yeah, my mom keeps asking me if she can, can I read this one? <laughs> no. <laughs> she also gave all of them to her deacons, so, and the church oh, pastor. Oh, perfect. Also have a mom. Well, a Christmas present. Apparently the pastor, I don't think she's read it yet because she is, quote unquote, scared. It's under, we get it. Understandable. You could support me by just saying, we're proud of you for writing words. That's it. Yeah, you don't have to read it. It's okay. <laughs> Is that your weekly hot or did you have another weekly hot? My weekly hot, I didn't have one until last night where okay. one of my friends I made on, on Book Talk, shout out to Well Read Lex on Instagram. She asked me what it is about the spit kink that I think is hot. It's in my book. For those of you who have not read it, it'll be in there. Spoiler alert. Not spoiler alert. I get sent spit stuff all the time now. But I was like, let me go into a five-page essay here on why I think it's hot. And that was my weekly hot. To be able to, like, bring in somebody else into the fold. Allie was in the little group message as well. So she's, like, sending mutually found and loved TikToks of this guy like spitting in his friend's mouth and it's like a hand it's the whole it's my favorite thing ever it's my it's my favorite video on TikTok of all time and I find so much joy sending it to people you know I'm like, gonna ask if you to send it to me now because oh I'll send it, it. okay <laughs> it, I will say everybody gets it in fact I should just put it up on my take I have I think I think I put it up on my like stories before and just like here's <laughs> Here's let me spread the wealth for everybody else. Spread the spit. Enjoy. But that was my my weekly haunt to be able to go into great detail about what it is that I loved about it, which I didn't have a thing for spitting until before books. Because mm -hmm. it does sound gross on like the surface level. And then you just, I don't know. I actually couldn't tell you why it all happened, but it did. So here's where we're at now. So that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so what's the bullet point of the five-page essay? Bullet point is I have a real strong personality, and I don't think I would ever fully be into, like, degradation sub thing. I just don't know that my brain can, like, fully get to that spot. Mm -hmm. So there's something that's, like, tickles that part, but at, like, a, a different level. Like, the fact that I let somebody spit in my mouth is, like, Okay, I can handle this level. Has, there has to be a hand on the throat or a thumb in the mouth, like on the bottom lip, not a fish hook. I had to teach my husband that. I'm like, you're not like hooking me by the lip. I don't, what is, this is why men are written by women because there's just a lack of finesse in certain things. I'm like, no, that's, no. 
So he's better though. I can, he's, we're good. We've gotten over that moment. But a few times I was like, just all moments of sexiness have been ended by the fact that I feel like you're pulling my lip. So that's, that's what I think it is. Bullet point list is it's like this level of bringing in that like whole degradation thing if that's not your thing yet, which I'm writing it in book two. I don't know how this stuff slips in. Just it's like a girl wild roller coaster. Love it. I love it. Yeah. Renting with new things. Fantastic. <laughs> I know. My FMCs get to experience it first and then we see if I'm in into it. So so next time I'm on the podcast, we'll see what my weekly hot looks like. It could be very different than this one. <laughs> it's so funny how different like kinks just like show up. Show Especially up. when you just get like indoctrinated in spicy book talk and at first you're like I would never and then you're like mm. like that sound you know that what I that's like the <laughs> one is like am I attracted to this that's exact I get sent that all the time like well, people will highlight this first spit scene that shows up and then that quote from that audio gets put in almost like I would say 98% of the dms I get is that like why was this hot and I was like I don't know yeah. I thought the same thing when I was writing it and so here we are yeah that is too funny. So much of that happens. See, and I don't write. I'm just a reader. I'm there for the good time. And there are so many times where, you know, you just like look up from your Kindle and you're like, okay, yeah. No, eh, am I going to? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to keep reading. Yeah. Thank you. This for later. <laughs> this is good. <laughs> I just finished Her Soul to Take, which is my first demon romance. And I was like, I don't know if I'm going to like it or not. Really enjoyed it. And was very surprised that I did. <laughs> okay, so does this mean you have not yet read monster romance? I have not read any monster romance yet. I'm a big monster romance fan. No. A big monster romance. I got a glimpse of it in that book because there was the MMC has a forked tongue and mm -hmm. his member is uh, double ribbed. Next time you're on the podcast, your weekly hot is also going to look very different. We're going to hear about like dragons with two, you know, members. And the oh. whole thing and being blue and fuzzy and then vibrating and all of the other fun stuff that comes with monsters. <laughs> there was one I saw that like it was like a bunch of tentacles and they were just everywhere. And I was like, that just wow, that sounds very overwhelming, but very intriguing too. I give it a, I give it a go. I would see. <laughs> That's the part. It's the intrigue that will get you. Yep. You know, my weekly hat probably honestly is, is the fact that I finally got a date with my husband for like the first time in like six months. It was so nice. My parents came over and they watched the kids. I have three and we finally got to go and have some like alone time. We we're not having to, you know, have the kids in so five seconds. Yeah. You forget. And you're like, I like you. Like we we enjoy we enjoy spending time together. Where we're not constantly being interrupted, and yeah. So being able to go out to dinner, we went to go see Top Gun. You know, I wanted to go back and watch that beach scene like three or four the times. Mustaches. Oh my god, the mustaches! <laughs> I'm still on the fence if I liked the mustaches or if I wasn't for the mustaches. But I feel like really any kind of facial hair I mean it could have been a handlebar mustache for all I care like I probably would have enjoyed it on those gentlemen you know because they just they were gorgeous it's true speaking of mustaches my weekly hot was actually Marie's 
Instagram highlight that was like, hey, I found this dude on TikTok that is Gunner, who is the main male character in Skeletons of Society. And I saw that and I was like, okay, like, let's keep reading. That man, I don't know his name. He's like a mystery. I've had several readers who've seen that same highlight. I'll try to find him. And like he's got some videos up on TikTok, but I don't know what he, I don't know. But I am thankful for that video. I will. He's very attractive. It was a good one. I was like, oh my gosh. And I wrote the description of Gunner before I saw that video. So it was like the perfect thing. So hopefully he doesn't ever look. Hopefully if he sees that I have him saved to a highlight. He also sees that I wrote the book first, so he doesn't get, like, freaked out. Like, why does this random woman just write about me? <laughs> that reminds me, one of the questions that was submitted on my Instagram was, who are your, like, celebrity character inspo for your characters? So, as far as, like, visually, the for Ryan, I really thought of there's an artist a latin singer her name's becky g every time i see her she like reminded me of kind of what i thought of but also like my mom when she was like in her youth looks a lot like the way that uh ryan is described so like very tan and like the dark black hair and just like features that are just very true to like what you see in mexican women that was kind of so it was like a mashup of like all of those and then for gunner I don't really know. It was like, I liked the fully tatted like guy because my husband can't have like a neck tattoo and stuff and hand tattoos because of his job. So I was like, fine, the guy I can write in my book will have it then. And then my husband also can't grow a mustache. So I was like, fine, we'll write it in the book guy because we can't achieve this in real life. He does have green eyes. My husband does. So that I was like, here's a nod to you. But it was kind of, I think it was all of the things that I, in a, in the nicest way possible, wish my husband could have, but he can't. So I was like, I'm just going to put him in the main dude and we'll go that way. And then from there is when I saw the guy on TikTok and I was like, look at you match the description. But I don't think there was like a real like celebrity inspo for Gunner specifically. It was just kind of a, I think these things would be hot in somebody if they all showed up in real life. Yeah. So that was, that was kind of that. I think honestly, personalities stuff was the bigger inspiration versus like the visual part of it. Mm -hmm. And I think for me as a reader as well, like I like when they're descriptive, but not overly so. So I can kind of like form whatever I want a character to look like in my own head. Mm -hmm. So I tried to do that for my readers as well. Same reason why like the mustache is mentioned like a handful of times, but I don't like harp on it every single moment because I knew it was going to be like some people were going to be like, why did you give him a mustache? Which I did get that. And I was like, just erase it in your brain. Pretend it's, <laughs> see, I was like, pretend it's not there. It'll be fine. <laughs> I just pretended it was gone. It's okay. It's all right. Like book two is going to be a white choose. And so I already have my cover designer doesn't like white chooses. So she's already decided she's just naming every single guy the same name. So she can just pretend it's one guy. Because she's super sweet. She's like, I'm going to read your book because you wrote it and I want to support you. But I don't like why chooses. So they're all going to have the same name. So she's picking out whichever one is her favorite at the beginning and then just pretending they're all the same one. I was like, tell me how that works out for you. 
I love it. I love a white tube. That's going to be fantastic to read. Me too. I love that you kind of mimicked Ryan after a young version of your mom. Did you tell her that? Did she realize that? She does not know that because she doesn't know I wrote a book, but it was something I always, okay, so to kind of go into like a little bit of background to like why I even wrote the book and why Ryan is like the type of female character that she is. So I have been a reader like my entire life, always loved reading. I didn't ever really stop, but I started like the PNR, the paranormal romance and fantasy genres, like read since I was like a teen. And in those genres, I find that there tends to be a lot more like really strong female characters. It's just, I don't know how it goes with. So when I started reading, I started with MC romance, motorcycle club romance was like my first introduction to like contemporary. So they always have a female character who gets like locked in somebody's room and the guy's always super misogynistic and I love it for whatever reason I don't understand why but I'm all for it so that was like I started and then it went into mafia romance and then I tried to find cartel romance and they were all awful like so so bad so I abandoned cartel romance and I just kept reading and never really planned on writing at all but I really got tired of not finding a lot of like strong female characters and like mafia and like that whole world and there were always like a mafia princess which is is fine I think some of those books were written really well but I would just getting tired of them always like complaining about the guy being morally gray and then they were like upset that he's gonna like unalive somebody and I'm like you knew you know this whole book why is this a problem now so I finally was like that's it I'm just gonna write one because this is driving me crazy so I wrote I wrote skeletons of society and while I know like book boyfriends are super popular I love them I really wanted to write like a book girlfriend, like the female character that you loved. And you're like, yes, because that's what I felt like I was missing. And I thought some there's bound to at least be one other person who feels this way. So that's kind of how it all started. And my mom is super hard headed. I am. I am as well. It's like a trait that just like goes through her genes or something. So there was like a lot of inspiration from my mom. It was like a known fact in our household. Like my mom, when we were kids, would go up. I never even knew that we were going to potentially have bullies because if my mom saw a kid who was being mean to other kids in classroom, you probably could not do this now. But she would go up to them and she would let them know that if they were mean to any of the kids in the classroom or hit anybody, she would go over there and she would push them. Like full on would tell it. Yeah. My mom was like, my mom's one of 12 in Mexican. Like this was fine. <laughs> it was just the way it is. They're on brutal in the best way. So my mom's like out here threatening young children to behave. And they were, so that was like the childhood I grew up with. Like with a mother who was like super strong and she'd like walk up to random people and she had zero problem like speaking out and she didn't really care what anybody else said. Like she was going to do it. So that's kind of how it all started with Ryan. My mom doesn't go up and just like shoot people in the knee, but that's good. You know, so there was some differences, some creative freedom taken there, but that was what I wanted with Ryan was there to be like a really strong female character that like readers could 
identify with or like enjoy. And I didn't want her to be like ashamed of being ruthless. That was like a big thing of mine. I wanted her to enjoy whatever she did. And like her kind of worry was more like, oh, is Gunnar going to accept me for who I am? And if he's not, it's going to be a bummer because he's not going to want to be with me, but I'm not going to change. Who is a reader and is Hispanic. Like it was just such a joy to be able to not only read a book that had a powerful FMC who was unabashedly like who she is, but then to be able to see a little bit of yourself in that character. Because it is very rare that you even find a, you know, Latina FMC that's not like stereotypically written, you know, like yes, just badass. But she just happened to be Mexican. Do you know what I mean? So yes, it was really pleasant for me to read that as well. I'm so glad to hear that because that was a big thing too. Like you almost were very rarely like depicted in just kind of like normal genres. I feel like there's plenty of fantastic like Latin authors who write all sorts of things. But I feel like the mafia, contemporary crime, like that kind of genre, there doesn't seem to be a ton of us that are writing in that area. And I also really wanted it for Ryan, just like coming from personal experience. I wanted her to be allowed to just be Mexican and it not be like a plot point. Like right. she could just be Mexican and we don't have to have like this whole storyline like around it because that was something I always struggled with, like growing up, always feeling like I wasn't Mexican enough or whatever it may be. And I wanted to just be able to write and not have to like explore that in this book. Because that was always something I wished for. Like now I'm in a like a total different spot. But growing up, I always wished that. Like I wish I could just feel Mexican and like that be enough and not right. feel like I'm constantly trying to prove how Mexican. Right. Yes. And some of that is like self-inflicted. Like nobody's telling you you're not Mexican enough, but you just kind of feel like, oh my gosh, my dad's white, which makes me not Mexican, even though you are, it's a whole weird thing, which probably just comes in general with like trying to find yourself when you're like 15 and 16, you're like already a hot mess. Right. And then throw in that being like biracial, you're like, oh my gosh, like what the heck is going on? And my mom is super Mexican too. But that's most so important when you think about, yes, there are teenage girls who are above 18 reading your Yes. Yeah. If you're <laughs> under 18, please don't read my book. And if you're going to do it anyway, do not tell me. <laughs> but if they're in those teenage years or early college or whatever, and they're reading your book and they're still trying to discover themselves, or maybe a lot of their friends happen to not be Mexican, like what a fantastic FMC to read and relate to and feel empowered by. And I love that. Oh, that makes me feel so good. I'm so glad because that was important to me. And I wanted everybody who's like not Mexican to be able to read it and feel like they could still like they were going along for the ride and they were enjoying it too. Yeah, for sure. Now her her sassiness and her powerful persona was was fantastic. Yeah. I love the way her, especially the spicy lines with her. One of my favorite <laughs> we can say it on her summer, but one of my one of my favorite lines was the one where she talked about how she wanted to either punch gunner i think it was or suffocate him with her pussy <laughs> it's one of the popular highlights in my kindle and of like where everybody highlights them it's been highlighted so many times <laughs> but like that sentence right there like embodied who she was yes it's super powerful owned her sexuality and was just like that's it yes that was another thing is like for whatever reason 
which again, some books are like written fantastic with this. And this is not like a ding on this trope whatsoever. It's just always in them. But it feels like in mafia and crime romance, it, there are, the FMC always has to be a virgin and always has to be like very conservative with their sexuality, but almost in a like, because they had been put down about thinking about being like sexually open and things like that. And some of them have like great character arcs and it's like part of the whole thing. And I think it's awesome. And then some of them I like read all the way to the end and I was like, oh, I hated that for her. Like she was like the whole time she didn't enjoy any of that. So I wanted Ryan. I figured if she's like out there, like taking off people's heads, she probably was also sleeping around and she just like embrace that. It would be like weird if she wasn't. She's like, I'm very conservative, but also I stab people. Yeah. It, you know, I might have. Yeah. <laughs> I designed a personalized torture chamber, but I've never seen a dick. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, mm. book two, Scar is the, the FMC of book two. And one of my lines is there is, talks about like basically like that she takes off people's heads for a living and so like being with multiple sucking multiple dicks at a time is like really not anywhere close to where her moral line is and it's one of my favorites because that's so true like if you're out here just taking out people like being with multiple men is probably like not that big of a deal yeah you're like all right this is what we're doing I love the side characters that were in the story, too, because it wasn't just Ryan who was the powerful FMC. Like, even her friends were, you know, were sassy as well. I loved her roommate. She was yes. fantastic. Nikki. Another one of my favorite lines with Nikki, where it was like the Chad. Where she was like, <laughs> hey, Chad. And he's like, my name's Kyle. Yeah, anyway, Chad, you know, I'm going to need you to leave. Like, it was just, it was so funny and it just made me laugh because she just didn't care either she's like i had sex we did our thing get out we weren't very good at it <laughs> yeah. <You> go now <laughs> when i was writing that i was like laughing at my own joke because when he was like my name's kyle in my head i'm like that's not much better like chad kyle like yeah. all the same version of like plain white dude's name <laughs> like <laughs> It's so funny, like, when you're going through and writing certain things, like, the internal jokes you tell yourself and wonder if, and, like, with reading, too, like, certain things you think are so funny and you're wondering, like, is anybody else getting this? Does anybody see, like, the humor that this moment is? That's why I love, like, when people have their Google or their Goodreads highlights on public, it's my favorite thing. I am, like, show me what it is that you love, because do I love that, too? Okay. What was it? <laughs> we have like a running joke in our like group chat where it's like you're out here just like raw dogging it, you know, with your highlights for everyone to see. And it's like, yeah, do that because you guys cannot see the stuff I highlight because you would never be able to look me in the eye again. <laughs> it's, it's too much. As she just told us about how she's not totally going to rule out reading the tentacle book. Yeah. Also, I don't want them to judge me. I'll share the tentacle highlights with you. Okay. I'll share them with you. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> I would like to add that in our group chat, when somebody was checking in and like, how are you enjoying your book? You were like, I mean, what her soul to take. It is delightful. And I was like, 
Isn't this book about like demons fucking in a cemetery? And your point is delightful is the perfect word to describe what I was just reading. Fork tongue and claws and you as a demon. Like he was so sweet, you know? That's like the book I've seen been going around TikTok. I think it's by, oh gosh, I can't, I can picture the, the like cover of it and I cannot even think of the name. I have it saved, but there's one that's been going around. It's like a monster romance. And the, like the whole comments are all about how like sweet he is. His name is like, that's the one Tate just read. And I thought it was part of the Her Soul to Take like series because the first one is Her Soul to Take Her Soul for Revenge. And this book had something similar. It was like Her Soul for. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And it's by a different author and something. Yes, exactly. And everybody who's read it, because like the the cover looks like very sinister, like in a cool way. And then every comment I see on it is like, oh my gosh, he is so sweet. And then like, yep, this is why we're our own little community. Because if you see that picture and know that it's a monster romance, and then everybody under that is like, oh my gosh, he's just the best. I love him. He's so sweet. We are, we cannot go out into society to talk about these things other than like in this little corner of the internet i'm fine in this little corner like uh, just keep me here forever my peeps are here exactly i was just looking through my manuscript because i was going to play this fun game where i was going to read you a line from my book and then read you a line from your book and i was going to be like what which one's which but then i realized i changed the wording so (laughs) doesn't work but i literally had like a jaw drop moment and me and one of my other friends have been talking a lot about like the kind of like collective creative mind and how like there's like different downloads that people will get at like the same time and stuff but there's a side character in my book named Dex and I described him as a giant of a man and my when you were reading you're like I know I was like, but I just realized I chained it to Dex, the giant bouncer. So it's, you know, he's not a bouncer in your book. So that would have given it away. You're totally right, though. There's like certain things that you're like, wait, did we all like, did the dream fairy come to all of us at the same time? Like, what is happening here? Mm -hmm. Because you have, you're writing a mafia book right now, right? Or you have written it. And it is off into the hands of people doing other things that are required yes. for a book to yes. something. That. What, what book number is this for you? Not in the series, but I mean like written in general. Four. So, so did you find that writing book two, you, did you think it was easier or harder for you personally? I think it was easier because I learned a lot about like story structure Mm. writing book one that I was easier to like be like okay these things need to happen and then I created scenes that would apply to them I think I want to say every book has gotten easier easier yeah I think I think I would say that I think I trust the the beats of a story better now Mm -hmm. and like I don't have to like overthink them as much which makes it easier because you know what needs to happen and then you just find scenes that fit into that if that makes sense yes are you a like a plotter do you pull or are you like some 
semi-cohesive chaotic mess. Yes. I'm a, I guess it's the which one I am. <laughs> I'm a plotter, I think they yeah. call it. Yeah, I'm between a plotter and a panther. Yep. So I have like a general idea. And then I will kind of like break it down by the beat sometimes. And not like, not the like pretty spreadsheet. People have like the the third act and the first act. Yeah. I'm just like, this is going to be how it goes. And then... As I go along, I'll I'll get more details. Like when I first started writing this book, there was like a big chunk in the middle where I was like, they have to start, you know, like flirting and like, yeah, like they're going to go from, you know, hating each other to wanting to bone. Yeah. So like, what are, you know, those steps? I also had like such a huge like team behind me now, not in terms of like a professional team. Yeah, in terms of like friends in the community that I can bounce ideas off of. Yes. And kind of like check my work as I go. Poor Val has had like. Val was like, what did you just give me? What is this? (laughs) Tell her about the Google form. Oh my God. Yes. So again, I can't even talk about it. Uh, What you're about to tell me is for sure going to be my favorite thing. Just based on. She was just talking about being able to bounce ideas off the book community. And yes. One of the things you did was one of the things they did was create a Google form slash survey for all my friends who are with dudes to send to their dudes. Because I've been in a relationship with another woman for seven years. So like my memories with dudes are like distant fading, yeah. you know? So um, <laughs> and that's like just, wait. <laughs> uh, what is that? I was like again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My husband tells me if it's been too long since I've, he's like, do you even know what I look like anymore? And I'm like, yeah, you show it to me all the time in hopes that this will be the moment. <laughs> Nobody's forgetting. It's not Kyle. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we know what it looks like. Thank you. <laughs> now answer nice questions for summer. Yeah. <laughs> the survey was called too much Poonani, not enough Poonani. <laughs> It was just delightful. Like, it really was. One of my favorite questions was inquiring as to what does it actually feel like when you ejaculate? Yeah, because we describe it. Like, we describe what it would be for him. But I don't know. What were the answers? It does not start in the spine. We okay. I always wondered uh, that when we would read books. I was like, all right. Yeah. Well, I like how we just accepted it, too. Like, a yeah. tingle in your spine. <laughs> I'll go with that. Okay. Describe the early sensations of a building orgasm. Physically, it's like a super soaker getting pumped up to max pressure and waiting to be released. Mentally, I imagine it's asking it's asking to how someone who got bit by a werewolf sees the full moon approaching. Like, oh man, the animal is about to take over. It's just a matter of time until I'm full on beat. <laughs> This explains why when you read romance books written by men, yeah, this that's why you get the descriptions you do. Well, yeah. So she had to like filter that to a little more eloquently, but the realism is there. Describe the sensation of coming. You know, the feeling after you take the best shit of your life. It's like that, but times a thousand and in your balls. Needless to say, these husbands, they're just... They're fantastic. They have no loving this moment. Like this was peak 
of if you were to ask them what their best moments of their lives were, if they have children, it would be them first, maybe. And then the answers to this survey, knowing that these are going to be written in a book, top tier, trumps everything. Probably even their marriage. They're like, this is the best. People want to know what I have to say. And you know, they're probably going to read the book. And then when they see those passages, they're going to be like, that's me. I said that. I said that. I said the ball tickle. The ball tickle is mine. Thank you. The super soaker that was on me right there. Somebody was really helpful because I was like, does the tingling start in the spine? And they were like, no. And that it starts in the balls, but I wouldn't describe it as that. And then they like whipped out the source and they're like, my groin was clenching and like all these different things. Another fun one was a question about pre-cum. Because like we read about pre-cum all the time. All the time. Like constantly. Like the salty swirl. Yeah. (laughs) Like... And I, so one of the questions was like, pre-cum, what does it feel like when it happens? Like, when does it happen in relation to like the beginning yeah. of arousal and the final orgasm? And everyone is like, it's before and during, it's just wetness. I don't know. You can't Shows feel up. it. It's not noticeable. I don't give it any thought. And we're all over here like the pre-cum was leaking. <laughs> I know. He's got to be excited about this moment. And all the guys are like, we don't know. We don't care. We don't feel it. Yeah. Which yeah. <laughs> means nothing to us. Yeah. My cock leaks. No, it doesn't. Or if it does, I don't care. Just very, I know there were certain things, there were certain lines in my book that were inspired by my husband and certain things that were inspired by my husband. And oh my gosh, when I told him, it was the worst mistake of my life because his head is so big. He's <laughs> like, do people know that they love me? I'm like, no. And I'm not ever telling anybody because this is I. This is the reaction I get from you. He asked me, okay, mind you, I have one book out. I've never been to any. This was before I even published it or I had like the first week that it's out into the world. So nobody's asking me for my signature or anything. Nobody knows my name. And he's like, do you want me to like go to a book signing with you? Like I could sign some books. I was like, no, no, we don't need it. Thank you for your assistance. So he's like very, so these men, you're going to have to put them in your acknowledgements and they're, they'll be selling your book like out on the corner to everybody, not even because of it's your story. It's like if you read in the back, she acknowledges me. Yeah. And it's like so, so little to make them happy, which is <laughs> cracks me up. I actually used a, like a direct quote from one of our friend's husbands. And I asked her ahead of time. I was like, is this weird? Like, can I do this? And she was like, oh my God, he would love that. Like, I'll ask him just to confirm, but like, he, like, he would freak out. Like, he'd be so happy. Yeah. And granted, it's a quote she shared in like a TikTok. It's not like she told me in like confidence. Private. private. (laughs) You're like, by Um, the way, super intimate quote that you told me, it's going to be written in my book. God, men are so stupid. It's so funny. It is so, so funny. So fun fact for all of you, like there's certain parts of Gunner that are like very much my husband and like things that I wrote in that of him, like aspects of his personality they wrote for Gunner that were, I was inspired by Mark. Like Mark is the one who will always, like when I told him that I wanted to write a book, he was like, yeah, go for it. Mind you, I've never written anything before. And he's like, no, I think you're going to be, you'll do great. You can do it. Whatever you got to do. Like, it was so, like, so supportive and like, just, that's just the way that he is. 
And I am like very like strong and like hard-headed and determined probably to a fault sometimes. And Mark just like stands in the background and like lets me go. And then he's there like whenever I like royally screw up, he's like, okay, let's just shift. So I put a lot of that in Gunner because there was no way that Ryan could be with somebody who was, he would have to still be like very dominant in his own way, but in a way that's like so secure that he just like lets her do what she wants kind of deal. So that is like a hundred percent Mark, but the true essence of who Mark is, is found in Dex. I, my husband is the psychotic golden retriever to a level of some of the quotes from Dex in that book are just direct from my husband's mouth, just straight. The unhinged just comes from him. In fact, my alpha reader, Ashley, love her to death. She's like, is it weird that I'm absolutely in love with Dex, even though you told me that some of those things are like 100% your husband? She's like, it's like I'm in love with both you and your husband. How does, is that weird? And I was like, no, it's fine. <laughs> I ended up the point. <laughs> yeah. But it's when, yeah, there's certain lines in there that were just him. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, the luchador Because I told him it was going to be a Mexican club, mm-hmm. right? It was going to be like a Mexican strip club. <laughs> Verbatim out of Mark's mouth was, do they wear luchador ma- masks while they're on the stripper pole? And I was like, no. Like, why? Why? Yeah. But why? Then I love that you put that in there, though. It was, and I was like, okay, well, that needs to be in there. Because yeah. Dex, Dex, I never thought he was going to have his own book. But then he just, like, took on his life of his own. Because my Mark would just, like, say some things were just gold. I was like, people need to see that there's, like, some of these lines were said in real life. <laughs> he was very <laughs> Then that's how Dex just, like, took on this life. of his. My husband and I have been together for 10 years. So also there's like enough things in my head that I was like, he would say this. So I would like write them down and everything like that. And then I would read them to Mark. And he's like, yeah, totally agree. <laughs> How did I know? How did I know? Is Dex and Nikki going to get a book? Yes, they are going to get a book. Thank God. You mentioned the like ex-husband Russian dude. And I was like, I think that might be with Scar, but like. If Dex and, like, I was like, I don't know how this is going to work, but they have to end up together. So it is. So this is, it's not really a spoiler alert. Everybody, if anybody ever, like, asks me or, like, is, DMs me, I let them know. So Scar will be next. And, like, the three guys that you see in the scene where you, like, kind of first really meet Scar, those are going to be her why choose guys. So there's a total of three. One of them gets named Callahan is his last name. Caleb is his first. So he gets like actually named in the book. And then the other two just kind of like vaguely get described. I did that for a few reasons. One, I didn't want to jinx myself. I was like, I'm going to write something about these guys in this first book and then want to completely change it in the second one. And I'm going to be like backed in a freaking corner. So Caleb was the only one that I was already like, a set on like I already knew this is what he's gonna look like so she's book two because some nonsense has to go down in that book and then book three will be Nikki and Dex and some other shenanigans go down in there and Nikki is the one who was previously married to a Russian mobster and she ran away a Russian mobster who's also a Russian mobster with Scar so she, Scar, it knows of the Russian monster because of her ties with her father or her uncle, because her uncle is the head of the mafia in New York. So everybody, so it kind of starts off with just 
Ryan and Gunner in their own little like world. And then at the end of the book, you see that there's like this whole other like side of it that kind of gets introduced at the end. So it's hard when people ask me, like, does it end in a cliffhanger? It doesn't in the sense that like Ryan and Gunner like get wrapped up and they have more of a like happy for now versus happily ever after which I know some people were like disappointed about that. But when I got to the end of the book and there was going to be these other characters, it just felt too much like their story was done, but they were, we were probably going to hear more from them kind of deal. So the Mm -hmm. epilogues based off of like what else I had like kind of cooking in my brain felt like it would be doing a disservice to just like write this like years down the road this happens because I was like no I think they I think that has to end now because we'll see them again so you'll see Ryan and Gunner in book two and book three and you'll see like everybody kind of like make cameos throughout the whole thing in fact the scene where Ryan and Gunner go and meet Scar at like her safe house that's there in Tucson that scene is in book two, but from the POV of Scar. So you get like a part of that Ooh, and then like the expansion. Yeah, that's always true. Nice. So I was like, okay, that's exciting. Wait, so is, but is the Russian dude with Scar the, the Russian, Russian husband? No. So the Russian dude who's with Scar, she, okay. there is, okay, so there's going to be a link there. I can't tell you what it is yet, but okay. it's, it won't be, the dude who's in there is not going to be her husband. I can see why you, because I, yeah, yep, yeah, yes. So you are on the right track, but it's a different guy, but it is all like wrapped up. I wish if people who are just listening, if you could see the crazy hand motions that I'm doing, (laughs) (laughs) you're sorely missing out on how I'm trying to make sense of everything. That is too, I am always a person who talks with my hands too. I do. And I, oh yeah. I saw myself in like thing and I've got like hands. (laughs) It's like that doesn't even help. Get really passionate, and then you just start moving them all the time. <laughs> exactly. Too funny. No, we're excited. I'm excited for the next book. I can't wait. Mm-hmm. I'm ex- I'm excited too because I think it'll be a cool like world that's like between all of these different characters. So I'm excited to see if I can pull off like what's in my brain if I can actually get that on paper (laughs) that's the hard part (laughs) spoiler warning everybody we're going to talk about the major plot twist do not think that if you're like oh i'm interested in reading this book i can listen to the plot twist don't do it it'll be an every real major (laughs) it's like it's a jaw-dropping moment totally got me was that like something that came like halfway through and you're like oh my god what if i make him an agent or was it the whole time like so it was the whole time. So the way that this book started was one, the scene where they meet, that one was like what jumped off the whole book. I like that scene kept playing over and over in my brain, like her being mistaken for a dude and like walking in and like this whole power suit. It was like the whole, the cornerstone of the book. And then after that part, I really wanted it like to be like this twist of him being like undercover law enforcement. And so that started, I kind of always knew I wanted that, which was super helpful because then through the whole book, I like started dropping like these little things. It's, it's hard because sometimes I'll like, I try not to read reviews, but in like the beginning, you just 
you're new. You want to see if anybody told you like, hey, your writing sucks, like learn how to spell or something like that. <laughs> also some validation, like somebody tell me that you liked my book. So there was a few of them where like I, you know, the main male character like felt flat. He didn't feel like very like well developed. So I had to DNF, which I totally get. But once you get to the end, then you realize why it's so like surface level and like why there's this like struggle that he has between like wanting to get further involved with her and not because like, surprise, I'm a law enforcement officer in the FBI and you are a, an arms dealer for the cartel. Like they are so, we're not supposed to be together whatsoever. And he like witnesses her like shoot people in the knee and like killing people and he's like sees all of these things and so I tried like the whole book to like once you read that part then you could start to see like little things that you had either thought were like weird writing or just where it's like whatever and it's like starts to click so you have that moment of like holy shit the whole time like the whole time it was there well, and so. that's what I was just about to say. It made, it made total sense to me after the fact, because I was thinking about previous conversations he had with Dex and stuff before. And yeah. I'm like, how did I not see this? Like, it totally makes sense now. So those are fun little Easter eggs to kind of leave, but I didn't pick up until after. And it makes me so happy every time somebody was like, I didn't see it coming. Yeah. Because when you're trying to write a plot twist, it is the worst because you are constantly like, Am I giving too many hints? Am I not giving enough hints? Like you already know what's going to happen. So it's so hard to like know if you're like building backwards effectively or if it's like this is going to be a hot mess and everybody's going to hate it because it was done poorly. So it makes me super, super happy. I'm also like pleasantly surprised how few times it's been like spoiled on the internet. Like it's very, everybody has kind of agreed to say like very hush hush about it, mm -hmm. which was super cool. I always appreciate that when you're writing your reviews yeah. or when I write reviews, I'm always like, I could tell you more, but I don't want to spoil it. But just know it gets good yeah. or whatever. Like, I always appreciate that. So same. I mean, even if some people have like committed all the way where a few reviews where like there's a twist you won't see coming and some won't even say anything at all. They're like, I'm going to totally let this person go completely blind. Like they won't even have any idea what hits them. It's funny because I'll get all the time. Like people are always trying to figure out like the mystery of like, is Mario, which by the way, we hate Mario. Uh, is yeah. Mario like part of this or not? And they'll be like sending me DMs. They're like, I think he's with them. Da, da, da. So they're like, I figured out the twist. Like this was so easy. Like obviously Mario is going to like, be here and the bad guy and then I get like dms after that like holy shit that wasn't the twist I was like <laughs> with summer's new book that she just wrote I alpha read for it and then she asked me the same question when it was over because she's got a twist in hers as well and she's like did you see it coming and I was like nope certainly that's the not. best because it's so hard it like, you're literally like everybody's everybody knows this is happening or you're like, nobody will get it. And when it when it gets revealed, they're going to be like, this was the dumbest twist ever. How were we supposed to guess that? The, yes. I'm picturing like Tetris of like <laughs> the things to clicking it. And that's and what happens. Have... You go back and you think about those things and they all start to fit together. And you're like, how did I not see this coming before? And I do have to admit, like in the beginning, I was like, dude, Gunner is like a whiny bitch. <laughs> like this dude is such like a bad talk. Like. Yeah, nobody's forcing him to be in an MC. Like nobody's like suck it up. Yeah, I'm like, dude, you got yourself into this. 
now I realize that it's because like he actually is. <laughs> He's having this whole internal battle and nobody knows what's happening except for Dex and like has to be here. And then like the worst possible thing can happen, which is that like first he was going to be working with Mario. So he's like, perfect. We can get this all wrapped up. Like I can like catch my guy. We're done. I get to go back to human life and I'm done being undercover. So you have that. And then it's like, oh, great. Now there's a woman. And I think she's hot. Like I'm supposed to be law enforcement. And I think that this like arms dealer of a woman is like sexy as can be. And so then it's like, do, do we, and I like try, like try to portray as well that his like moral compass has like kind of gone into like in his profession, what would be considered like that's unethical, but he's having this whole other battle of seeing like how much good some of these actions do because it's not going to get done otherwise. And like, that's very firmly like where Ryan stands is like, I don't give a shit about, you know shooting a guy who's over here doing bad things because nobody else is going to stop him so it doesn't make me lose sleep at night but gunner's over here and he's like yeah but everything i know says i shouldn't do that and so that was kind of like the whole thing but you're right until you know that you're like just suck it up like what is your problem here (laughs) and it's so hard because you can't make him not kind of whining in order for like the twist to work because then it's like Mm -hmm. "Mm, that doesn't really so completely understand which is why it's saying when like read certain reviews and they're like he just kind of fell flat i'm like i get it but if you would have read to the end it makes sense but it is what it is here we are yeah now people probably be looking for like plot twists and everything but i can't guarantee i'll have plot twists in every book because it is so much freaking work like i'm like that might have been that might have been the one time i can make it work it was definitely good it's definitely good i'm so glad makes me happy to hear because <laughs> even when scar was like special agent mcgregor or something i was like ha, ha, ha thinking like oh she's you know making a joke about yeah. him like going in there guns blazing and then i read it again and i was like wait wait <laughs> so well done i'm very i'm very impressed i am so glad yeah the the last and like the ending of that book is very like we put I put my foot on the gas pedal and just go like it's very action heavy all the way to the last bit of it. And that's that's why like when we got to the end or when I got to the end, I was I was like, I think it has to be more of like a happy for now because it feels like there's so much left for them. But this is like the perfect stopping point now because I also didn't want I had all these other characters that I had kind of left open-ended for books and things like that. And so I just kind of decided I wanted more of like a arch within the series versus like a series just on those two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see if that comes back to bite me in the ass later, but it felt right at the time. <laughs> I. It's so funny you say that because like I thought it was a happy ending. You know, like you find out that they like took care of the like their external threat, which was yeah the fbi like yes they're gonna be together like they're both cool with each other killing other people and like i was like a sweet like it doesn't have to be like 10 years later three kids right we have a baby and yeah it's so interesting i am the same i feel the same way it's like my epilogues don't necessarily in fact i prefer them not to be like years in the past that's just my preference as a reader it's really interesting once you step into the side of being an author like how many 
different like variations of things that readers like there are and like what they consider certain things because you will write it and then not think of a whole laundry list of the stuff and then you have readers who are like xyz and I give you all these things and you're like what no I didn't even think about that they're like well why didn't we get to see 10 years into the future I was like we're lucky we got the end of the book that was the hardest part for me to write like it could have just ended and been like <laughs> create your own path like, and it's, so it's so funny though because it's not until you put something out there and people start to like talk about it and give you your opinions that you're like wait people want that like like the whole people are like some people are very against babies in the epilogue never even thought about it never thought you see never even crossed my mind I'm like whatever some people like will not read a prologue which I thought that was like a weird thing they're like I won't read a prologue Yes, that if you dive into that, sometimes that's part of the book. It like sets up the yeah. scene. It gives you an optional. Yeah, apparently some readers like this is an optional part. No, it's not. It's not like a foreword of a nonfiction right? book where like, I thought of the author's friend being like, "This is a great book." <laughs> <laughs> Here's my opinion on it. It's yeah. so it's so funny. We should put up something in our stories asking about like what's your weird reader take on stuff? Because I am found finding there are so much yeah. new like Instagrammers. I love both of them. Had like both of them went up to bat for my book against each other, which cracks me up about whether or not the book was like insta love or insta lust and what the difference between the two is. And I'm cross cracking up because while I was writing it, did not none of that. Didn't think any of any of that or how people were going to see it. It's like a very hot yeah. topic. Yeah. People are like very like this is what's considered insta lust. This is what's considered insta love, and like half of those things. I was like never thought about it. Yeah, did not. Those elements not books are, are really interesting. Like with the epilogues or the prologues. One thing I do like that you did in yours was you had it was almost like a a glossary, I guess, of oh, yeah. the terminology yeah. that you would use, you know, because some of it was in Spanish and that yeah. you, you would reference to. And as someone who probably didn't know, I mean, I understood it, but some yeah. people probably didn't know a lot of Spanish. Like I found that to be very helpful for people to kind of go back and reference. It's hard to when you Google stuff and certain terms that I put in there are are like ones that were not necessarily they were like more slang or something that you would have to kind of like have knowledge or background within like a Mex the Mexican community for them to make sense. Otherwise, if you looked it up, it would just not register as the same way I was meaning it in my book. So I thought like, okay, this will be easier to just kind of put it in here as like how I'm meaning it versus what the actual definition would be if you looked it up. Like with Mario Calls, Ryan Muñeca, which means doll. And I wanted people to like recognize like he's literally calling her a possession because he's an asshole. Like it's was like this thinly veiled, like sweet nickname, but it's not really sweet because he's constantly trying to remind her like I own you and I can put you wherever I want kind of deal. So those were like certain things I wanted to like put in there and just put in the book for them. So that way they knew kind of how I wanted it to be read, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Plus, sometimes it's such a pain to go look up words, and I'm just like, I guess we'll never know. Like, well, especially if you're reading like a paperback. I forget how what I get with my Kindle. You sit there with the paperback and you push it, and you're like, this is not a glossary here. Like, it's the worst when Kindle also is like, we don't know what this is. 
I'm like, none of us are going to know now because I'm not going to go look it up. Some mafia books I've read, it's like if it's Italian mafia, maybe yeah. if it's Russian mafia, it's hit or miss with the translation sometimes. Yeah. They don't, Google doesn't know sometimes. I, I look stuff up religiously. I can't help myself. <laughs> Oh, they do. Like, wait. They do. I do. I make my list. Got my little PowerPoint. I just map stuff out. I got to know what's going on. Like, I always appreciate when authors do that. If especially there's like different worlds, mafia, cartels, like if there's a family jury, if there's a map, like if there's something to help me visualize, play the movie in my brain, like gimme. Because I want yeah. play- playlists for music to like set the mood, like anything you can give me to help me get more engrossed in this world. I want it. And so I always love those kinds of things. I did for book one and then book two also on my Instagram. I have kind of like a rap sheet almost like with a character picture and then on the side like gives up like random information that's like probably in the book but like I not just like straight out because when you're writing you try to like avoid things like she's 27 because like that's not very eloquent so on these you can just put it like she's 27 and she's this so it was a way of like listing things out for stuff that gets like maybe missed sometimes like when you're in the middle of reading because I know for myself especially with a white shoes I should like go back and be like okay what was homeboy's description again like who is this one over here so I'm trying to like put them and then probably when the book releases I'll like pin them to the top of my because you can pin stuff on Instagram or whatever so then people can see we like okay here and in case you need like a reference sheet to who's who and what's part of thing but I'm glad that you said that Val because Scar's story there's like a lot more moving parts because Ryan's just like an orphan who's just like it's just Mario and it's just Sergio and then that's kind of like that but in Scar's story, she is the niece of the Italian mafio, mafioso. So there's like all these different people and players and things like that. It's like a real cool world, but I think it'll be helpful to kind of have like, here's this family and who's in it. And here's this family and who's in it and kind of like have some type of like history type of situation about why it is. Cause all four of the families run New York, but then there sprouts up this next group of they call themselves the syndicate which are the boys that you see there because none of this gets described in book one obviously you just see glimpses of it and it's made up of all the second sons of the four families because they will inherit nothing so they basically form a coup and they leave their family and they create their own crime syndicate and they're determined to basically like crush their families and then scar gets pulled into this because she basically gets like sold to them essentially or like gifted to them because she's means nothing to her uncle she's just like a pawn to play so it's like all sorts of like crazy it's definitely an end to all of her like she they hate each other in the beginning love it because there's like all this rivalry. It's really exciting. Also, something that I was like really excited about. I don't know why we always go feral for when like men in these crime books do something like completely toxic, but you're like, oh, that's like sweet. You like broke somebody's leg, right? (laughs) So Scar goes in, she's pissed because they're leaving her out of like a certain deal kind of thing. And she basically 
walks into the place with a bat and starts smashing shit to let them know, like, okay, no, this is not what we're going to do. Like, we're, who do you think you are? But I just love the idea of having, like, the woman have this toxic moment that just makes you think, like, this is kind of hot. Like, yeah. you go, you go get your man over there who's <laughs> acting a fool and, like, drag him out. Because I love that. I love the scene, like, where the guy comes in and the girl's, like, dancing with somebody and he gets all jealous and da-da-da-da. But it's always the guy. Like, he's always the one allowed to have that moment. Right. It's like, let's give her a moment. That and what better way than the that? We were literally just talking about something like this in the group chat the other day. We were talking about like spouses cheating or something like that. And I was like, I don't know if it is like the Mexican in me, but I would be that that bitch. I would be that to just like come storming into my husband's job. I would pull him by his ear and be like, no, like, Uh, I think you're funny. I think you're cute. Like I would be the crazy one. That would be me. Yeah. A hundred (laughs) percent. I was just, I was reading a book just like the other day or a scene or something. And I was like, I, yes, I love those moments. I think they're great, but I don't think the women get enough of those moments to be like the toxic one in there. Cause in a book, it's fun to read. Like, okay, yeah, maybe in real life you shouldn't go do X, Y, and Z, but in the book, give me all of it. Like, I want to, I just want all of the pages of them doing something like crazy and toxic. I feel like Ryan would give a finger or like a heart if someone took on her. Like that's, that's yeah. on, on brand with Ryan. Yes. And <laughs> Ryan, I always, Ryan, I feel more is like Gunner would be so loyal to her. He wouldn't ever even look at another woman. And Ryan would go and do something crazy to somebody she thought was being mean to Gunner. As if this like giant six two like tattooed guy couldn't take care of himself. Ryan would be like, oh, I'll go do it for you. Like yeah. I'll go. Let me go break his leg for you. And yeah. Scar, because she doesn't like any of them to start with, hers is like, okay, you don't want to pay attention to me? I'll throw a fit. <laughs> There's something I love about a woman throwing a fit. Like, oh, we're going to treat, you want to treat me like that? Then fine. I'll give you something to think that I'm being crazy about. Yeah, That's kind of, you know. That's so, I love that. I do. I love it. Writing, like we're writing about a mafia group like a crime syndicate like we're already off the deep end in terms of like the crazy and the morals like let's just kick it mm-hmm. up a notch why be rational yeah. we, we don't, don't like rational. Rational. that of romance is rational when you truly yeah. think about it it's all a little unhinged okay. exactly or maybe that's just the romance i read it's probably the romance we, we read <laughs> i was talking to somebody about this i was like this is why i have a hard time with like contemporary like sweet romance i'm like oh this is just too predictable give me something crazy yeah which is why, like, it's funny because one of my book friends, we were making, she was making fun of me because I love a hockey romance. Like, it's like my soft spot. I don't care that they're all the same. It doesn't matter. I love hockey romance. And she's like, you know, the common link I'm seeing there is that you chose like the most violent of the sport romance group. And they're almost always like somewhat unhinged or crazy or cocky. Like it's tracking. Like that's as like, contemporary as you can get and it's true i can't i can't do that so give me the unhinged that's what i want <laughs> there's, the, there's the title for this podcast give me the unhinged there you go <laughs> if this conversation reminds me of another podcast i listened to it was faded mates and they were talking about morally gray heroines because we always talk about the morally gray heroes and how one they're very few and far between 
But yes. two, they always have to have like a really, really strong motivation to be morally gray or like yeah. a backstory. And I mean, even like you showed that a little bit with Ryan and like yep. her upbringing and stuff and how like, you know, a mafia dude can go cut off somebody's leg because he's yeah. a jealous man. But yeah. like a woman, if she's going to cut off somebody's leg, it has to be because she's like a vengeance. And like, and so I love that you're kind of like going off script and being like, this is all made up. Like, this is all fictional. Like, she just wants to. It's, Mm -hmm. I I was just having the same conversation with somebody because you're right. Ryan even has that as well in there. So like why she even started. And I, with her, one of like the molds that I wanted to break is I really didn't want her to ever feel bad for wanting to like, be bloodthirsty I wanted it just to be like she's fine with it and everybody else who has a problem with it that's on you not on me because you're right if the women aren't ever allowed to just have that like the guy can go and do something and he doesn't ever like you don't have these internal monologues about like oh my gosh Mm -hmm. they're just and they don't and they don't apologize for it either they just do it yes and that's it yeah like sorry like the moment where Ryan, where Gunner's gonna see Ryan the first time be in her like torture area. She's like nervous about how he's gonna react because of the fact that she's still gonna do it. It's like mm-hmm. this, I don't know how you're gonna handle this, but it's still happening. And you may not look at me the same way afterwards. And that's disappointing because I won't be changing. I mean, like this will be the line in the sand kind of deal. And then Scar, I go a little bit further with her because Ryan also, there was a lot of things that she was bloodthirsty because she was like trying to, it was also all men who had been like proven that they had done something wrong and all of those things. Scar has less of that. Scar is just like, she's paid to like off people. And so she's like, cool, like whatever, like whatever you paid me to do the job for because I wanted to push it a little bit more as well and like yeah like sometimes especially in a crime world like yeah she's just gonna go take out somebody because that's what she was doing on this Friday night and there's no other reason behind it and if this isn't your book totally get it but if you're hoping for some like logical explanation probably not gonna be here if you like this, stick around for a few more chapters because then she's going to bet, you know, take a bat to some stuff. Also, fun fact, it's not a spoiler either because it's like certain plot points and it'll be talked about in like TikToks and stuff. But we're doing, she does get kidnapped in the beginning by the guys, but there's also going to be like the reverse kidnapping. Like the men always go and save the women and that's not the case in this one. Scar is going to have her moment of having to go and like handle people so she can get back to her men. They always get the fun stuff. Like we don't ever get to read the reverse. And so that's, and I love the originals. Like, don't get me wrong. I will take a kidnapping mafia, like man, like, it all day tie her to a bed love it but sometimes I want her to be the one tying him to a bed you know mm-hmm. or sticking a finger up his ass I <laughs> 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 not talked about that yet no I was like because like it was like 
the, they were like the first time they were kissing and she was yeah. like okay here, here we go, go. <laughs> surprise it's so funny you say that because somebody like this was one of my arc readers like way at the beginning she's like i really like her she's so strong da, da, da. i don't like that she got on her knees for a man though and i was like okay but she stuck a finger up his butt like i think that's the ultimate like and he just rolled it. bitch and he's like okay charge. this is happening let's let's go it was do it it's funny because I will, like, I try to move up when they bang in the book so many times because I was like, readers might be upset. They have to wait this long. But it just never felt right. Like, the tension felt like it was breaking too soon every time I tried to, like, move it up. And then we go to that first scene and I was like, oh, apparently she's going to be choked. He's going to spit in her mouth. And then she's going to stick a finger up his butt while she gives him a blowjob in the shower. Or just make up for the fact that you had to wait so long. Just delightful. Just delightful. Delightful. I love that you brought that up because I have not been able to talk about that yet. And she really wanted to. I love it. <laughs> oh, yes. It's a good moment. I don't think there's enough of that. Fingers in the butt. Fingers of butts. There's not enough fingers in the butts. Be sure to write more in book two. <laughs> yes, there will be all of these things we will experience in book. T- I think book two is going to be dirtier. Like the dirty well, half. If it's you a wire shoes, you can Yeah, it's going to be like three times gonna, the dick. Yeah. It's going to be it's a literally. whole. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot more butts for a lot more fingers. We're in their show. <laughs> I don't know if you, Summer, have the unhinged iPhone notes, but I do. So in like the middle of the night or while I'm driving or some other inappropriate time, I'll have some like quote unquote stroke of genius. So I write it down in my iPhone notes. One of them that was for book two that got during book one. I'm not kidding. Like in the middle of the night, I don't even know how I've managed to find my phone was just licks up come a friend. That was the whole sentence. (laughs) That beautiful gem of knowledge that's going to be in a book book two. But now you get to know where that came from. That's which fantastic. Was an unhinged moment. At and my you know, time. it's funny because you don't think you would enjoy something like that. There was a scene very similar to that in the book that I just read. And it was the Hersel. Delightful. It, delightful. It was just delightful. This demon like finger bangs this girl in an alley and then he walks over to his other demon friend and takes the hand that he just finger banged her with gives it to him and lets him lick it and i was just like for those listening i'm aggressively shaking my head in agreement (laughs) (laughs) because i am all for it people reading that would be like (gasps) and i was like wow is is he gonna (laughs) pimp up too I like that. I like that snow. It's like, I like this. And then I found out the friend who licked the finger is, is getting his own book. And then I was like, sold. Sold. That's well, there. Take Perfect the marketing. Definitely. The unhinged note is, there's a lot of gems in there. That one is one of my favorites. Anyone who steals your phone. Heaven help I, anyone. Oh my gosh. Yeah. They deserve it. If they're if you're gonna steal my phone, you deserve to read those things. They'll probably bring it back. They're like, I don't know, whatever's in here, I didn't yeah. want it. <laughs> you're a vulnerable lady. <laughs> 
Marie, thank you so much for coming on here. We had a delightful time. Yeah. Where can people find you on the interwebs? I am at Marie Marvilla on or Maravilla on all of my stuff. So it's M dot my last name on Instagram and TikTok and across the board, kind of everywhere. Yeah. I always have problems remembering like what I, my IG handle is. So you can send, you'll find me, you'll send up a smoke signal. It'll be linked. There we go. Exactly. That's a better, that's a better option. Just go find the link that Summer's going to lovingly provide for you because my directions are questionable. And when can we expect any kind of a release for the Toxic Paradise book too? So book two is going to be released at the end of December and I am very, very excited about it. So that will be then. And then I think beginning of November time, I will probably be opening up ARC signups. So if you're interested, just follow me and then keep an eye out for that. I'll probably do new ARC signups like every time I release a book, just because sometimes the next book is like not your thing or the timeline doesn't work for you or whatever it may be. So if you're interested, look out for that in November. Perfect. Next time I am back on, because I'm just invited myself, we'll see what my next kink is going to be. And Val will be into tentacles. And we'll all have fingers up our ass. Perfect. 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 Marie Marvia? Mara Via. Maravilla. 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 Yeah. Maravilla. Maravilla. There's like a D in there. No. They're like, not really. T- oh, yeah. The R. Or like, when, when you roll the R, it kind of sounds like a D. Mara. Mara. Yeah. Mara. Okay. Maravilla. Yeah. If you say it like a D, like a soft D, then that's good. Okay. Okay. Maravilla. 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 There you go. Perfect. Maravilla. Yes. Just gonna throw a D in there. <laughs> It'll be great. It'll be great. As soon as we let her on, I'm gonna be like, <laughs> Yo, Marie. Just you know, just, you're on a first name basis. Keep it chill. Keep it casual. Yes. <laughs>